So this talk is for you, my friends, and for new agents, and for anybody that wants to earn a million dollars or more a year selling real estate. So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, welcome to our Throwback Thursday podcast. If you're the kind of person that aspires to earn a million dollars or more per year, but you've been in that situation where you've got no money, you've got no budget, you've got no leads, you're not exactly certain what to do, then you're going to love this 2016 session with one of our wonderful clients, Monica Carr from Irvine, California, who was able to go out and earn a million dollars in real estate with absolutely no budget. You're going to love this woman's story. Enjoy. So you might think at first glance that this talk is for new agents, but it's not. How many of you in here, by a show of hands, have been in real estate for five years or more? Okay, that's a lot. Now keep your hands up and be honest. How many of you, after five years, still feel broke? Okay, some honest people in the room. So. This talk is for you, my friends, and for new agents, and for anybody that wants to earn a million dollars or more a year selling real estate. Emerson said, when a man is pushed, tormented, and defeated, he is ready to learn something. Anybody in here ever feel pushed, tormented, or defeated? Okay. Then you're ready to learn something. I'm going to show you four steps today that will help you with no budget and no money go from making nothing to building a billion or million dollar business. I'm going to ask you guys to think back to 2011, okay? That was just five years ago. So everybody that just had their hands up, do you remember 2011 as vividly as I do? right? Credit crisis, mortgage crisis, bank collapse, foreclosures and short sales were everywhere. Many of us lost our homes. I did. I started selling real estate in 2003. And during the boom, I over leveraged like so many people. So in 2011, I had to short sell my own home and become a renter, which is pretty embarrassing when you sell real estate for a living. In 2011, after short selling my home, my credit was trashed. My bills were piling up. All the escrows I had were short sales, and they took forever to close, so no money was coming in. It probably would have helped if I'd opened the mail, but I dreaded those envelopes. You know, the ones from the IRS? Yeah. After all those years of selling real estate and cashing commission checks and not paying the taxes, it had caught up with me. So I owed over $100,000 to the IRS. 
I had $50,000 in credit card debt because I was living on my credit cards. And I even had to borrow money from my mom. So I owed $20,000 to my mom. That was a very dark time for me. On top of that, my personal life was in a shambles. If you ask my friends, it kind of had been for years. See, I had fallen in love with my business partner. And after eight years of working together, the partnership and the relationship ended. It was a very unhealthy, dysfunctional, codependent relationship. Anyone here ever been in one of those? What happens to your business when you're selling real estate and you work for yourself and your head is not right? Well, my business went to hell. In fact, in 2011, after short selling my house, everything I loved was gone. I lost my home, I lost my partner, I lost my business, and I lost the man I loved. I nosedived into a really deep depression. And I would cry myself to sleep at night. There were days I couldn't even get out of bed. For weeks, I didn't leave my house. So I live in California, and I went to a therapist. Everybody there has one. <laughs> so I'm OK. <laughs> and then I started taking medication. Well, I even self-medicated, but nothing seemed to help. At my darkest hour, I called a friend one day driving home. <sighs> Sobbing and hopeless, I told her I was going to park my car on a railroad track because I really didn't see a way out. Only one thought stopped me that day. What would that do to my mother? See, I don't have kids. And my mom is my only family in California. And we're pretty close. This is her. Now, you can tell from the smiles that this is not 2011. <laughs> well, that year, my mom actually was the one that saved me. And not in the way you might be thinking. See, she lost her job like so many others. So after months of being unemployed, she called me up one day and she said something that saved my life. She said, Monica, I still don't have a job. I can't pay my bills. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to pay my mortgage this month and I don't wanna lose my home. You've already gotten behind in your bills and your business is bad, so I think you should move in with me. What? Aw, oh, hell no. <laughs> In that moment, my mom saved my life. <sighs> now, I love my mother, but I'm a grown-ass woman. I am not moving in with her. That was not an option. The very suggestion is what triggered me. Sometimes a crisis jolts you out of a rut. I was ready to learn something, as Emerson said. So in 2011, I'm ready. The first step for you guys 
in making a million dollars in real estate or getting out of a rut is your mindset. See, in that moment, I decided to take control. Enough is enough. And that's when I chose to change my life, change my business, change the trajectory I was in. Well, I was still depressed, and it was 2011, and one of my dear friends, Susan Blattman, took me to a Tom Ferry seminar. It was a half day at the summit in Irvine. And lucky for me, he was promoting his upcoming summit. Well, by the end of that half-day seminar, I really wanted to go, but I was flat broke. I didn't know how I was gonna pay for it. My friend, knowing what dire straits I was in, loaned me the money so I could go to the summit. And she said, one day you can pay me back, because Tom Ferry, he's gonna help you get your shit together. <laughs> Boy, was she right. Ironically, go ahead, clap. <laughs> Tom helped me get my shit together. The theme that year couldn't have been more perfect. Break the cycle. How many of you here were at the 2011 summit? Wasn't it amazing? It was perfect for me, and it rocked my world. By the end of the first day, I realized I needed a coach. And frankly, I didn't know how I was gonna pay for it, but I knew I couldn't afford not to. So I marched myself back and I signed up for coaching. My coach ended up being the best investment I ever made. She was more like a therapist, really. In fact, I got rid of my therapist after signing up for coaching. <laughs> so I probably owe her more than the price of admission. The first thing she worked on with me, she didn't ask me how many calls I had made and how many doors did I knock. No. I cried through every coaching call for the first few months. So bless her for being so patient. She worked on my mindset, on my daily affirmations. She got me out of bed and into the gym. She had me reading 10 pages of a good book every single day. And she actually made me write down my goals. It was my coach that told me, I know you can make a million dollars in real estate. I thought, she doesn't know me. I don't think she's talking to me. I didn't believe her, but it did stick in my mind. In fact, she had me make a list because after so many conversations of what I really wanted in life was a happy, loving, committed relationship, she helped me make a list of all the qualities that I wanted in a man and a partner. Everything we did together built my confidence and it pushed me into massive action. First, I needed a new brand, okay? My entire identity had been with my business partner. In fact, his picture was still on my cards. So I needed new cards and I needed a new photo. We did that kind of like a new agent, right? And then she helped me pick a new farm. What I had learned at the summit was pick a manageable farm, four to 500 homes with a minimum 6% turnover and something door knockable. Now, my farm was a gated community, so probably not allowed to door knock, but our motto was ask forgiveness, not permission. 
Behind every door was a family that might need my help. So our goal was simple, have a face-to-face -face conversation with somebody behind every door. I had no money. I couldn't send out postcards or mailers, right? So with my business card, with only my face on it, and my knuckles, and my coach cheering me on, I went to work. After picking a farm, the next step, become a student of the game. See, this costs no money. Study the comps, learn the floor plans, become the neighborhood expert. If you're gonna talk to somebody behind every door, you have to have something valuable to offer them and be able to answer their questions. This doesn't cost money, but it's invaluable. So if your first step is mindset, your second step is sweat equity. You don't need money. Invest time, practice your scripts, learn the comps and the floor plans, take your business card and go knock on a door. I would knock from five to 7 p.m. when people are home. And here's the million dollar question. If you remember nothing else from this talk, remember this. For the right price, would you consider selling your home? Now, this is so important, I'm gonna ask you to say it with me. Ready? For the right price, would you consider selling your home? And it would sound something like this. Hi, I'm Monica. Your neighbor just sold their home for a million fifty. What do you think of that price? Did you get a chance to see it at the open house? Well, that one sold fast, or for multiple offers, or for a record high, whatever the case may be, okay? And there are still people out there that want to live in our neighborhood. For the right price, would you consider selling your home? People observe your hard work. When I first started knocking, it was winter. So it would get dark early and it was cold, but I would bundle up and I would knock and people are watching. And you'll get invited in. Sometimes they feel sorry for you because it's cold. And if it's raining even better, bring an umbrella. You're gonna find the next seller. About my third night door knocking in my new farm, as I'm walking up to a door, I see a lady at her kitchen table drinking a glass of wine. She comes to the door and as we're chatting, she tells me through tears that her husband passed away two and a half years ago in the home. And she can't stand another minute of these memories. She's ready to sell. That was the beginning of my farm. I would have never found her if I hadn't been door knocking. So you've got a listing, now what? Leverage, 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 leverage. You have instant credibility as a listing agent, so leverage it. If you price it right and market it properly, when that sold sign goes up, you can leverage one listing into more listings. Here's what I did. First, I do a coming soon campaign. Before the listing ever hits the market, I would door knock around the listing. Hi, I'm Monica. I just listed your neighbor's home and we're staging it and preparing it to go on the market. So it's gonna show beautifully at the open house. I would like to invite you to come by. By the way, at the open house, I'm gonna have a lot of buyers coming through that may wanna live in this neighborhood but prefer a different floor plan. For the right price, would you consider selling your home? 
Then, on the second, after it comes to the market, the very first premiere week, I would do a wine and cheese twilight open house. And this I deliberately do, obviously so buyers can see it after work, but so the neighbors can come check it out. And I would door knock all around the listing, and I have 400 homes in my farm, so I would also leave door hangers in case I miss somebody and they would get an invitation. And I would invite them to the open house. Then during the listing period, hold as many open houses as you can. This is how you're leveraging your listing. It's free. Right? You got no money and no budget, so hold it open. Right? Put out as many signs as you can and put them up early. It's free marketing and branding for you. Leverage the visibility as long as you can. And when it does sell, put that sold sign up as soon as possible. Door knock around that listing and tell the neighbors, hey, I just sold your neighbor's house. We had three offers on the property and it sold above the asking price. I still have two buyers that want to live in your neighborhood. For the right price, would you consider selling your home? Guess what? You'll find the next listing and the next listing. By the end of the first year, it's now late 2012, I had sold six homes in that little farm of 400 homes, and I had net a GCI, a gross commission income, of $130,000. So at Christmas time, Thank you. <laughs> At Christmas time, I took $1,200 of that money and I bought Christmas cookies for my entire farm. And I bought a wagon and a Santa hat. And I did what I had become really good at. I went door knocking, right? I delivered 400 cookie tins and I knocked every door. And if they weren't home, I left a notepad. Oops, can you put that back up for a second? Okay, I left a notepad with a handwritten note on top of the cookie tin. And if they were home, guess what? That was the easiest door knock of the entire year. Happy holidays. I brought some cookies for you and your family and I came to wish you a wonderful new year. Any thoughts of selling in 2013? So on Christmas Eve in 2012, I had three doors left to knock. Now I know what you're thinking, you were knocking doors on Christmas Eve? Well, remember, I was still broke. I had no man, no life, and no money. <laughs> and I owed the IRS $100,000. So yes, I was door knocking on Christmas Eve. Well. The third from the last door, this gentleman opens the door. And I can see that they're getting ready for a Christmas Eve party. The home is gorgeous. And I literally gasp. So he invites me in to show off his home. And about five minutes in, his wife gets home. Now she's not too thrilled with me there in my Santa hat entertaining his, her <laughs> husband. But I win her over with my cookie tin. And as I leave, I ask. For the right price, would you guys consider selling your home? He told me, if you can get me a 1.5 million, I will. Well, when I left his home, I took this picture. And I promised myself I was going to earn that listing. Three months later, I sold his home for $1,768,000. <laughs> Thank you.
And then I leveraged it, and I sold the house across the street for a million seven. And then I sold the house eight doors down for $950,000. That was the best Christmas ever. So mindset, sweat equity, and leverage. Those are the first three steps. Four and a half years in, in my 400 home farm, I've sold or leased 50 homes for a GCI of over a million dollars just in that farm. As your business grows and your bank account grows, after you pay the IRS, you'll want to pay it forward. Oops. So now we host a movie night twice a year. In the summertime, we do ice cream truck. By the way, that's an idea that I got from the summit last year. And every Christmas, we still hand out 400 cookie tins with handwritten notes. I say we because at the rate my business was growing, I had to get help. Last year at Tom X, Jeff Thibodeau said, hire A players who love the work you hate. So hiring an assistant is very scary. My coach helped me take that leap of faith, and in late 2012, I hired Ann. Now, Ann is everything Tom says, smart and ambitious, right? Wait, can you put that one back up? She's the one on the right. She was the biggest blessing in my life. And in two years, she went from being my assistant to being our buyer specialist. So she works with all the buyers so I can focus on the listings. Two years later, I hired Francine. She's the one on the left. She has got the best attitude ever. She's willing to do anything and always ready to help. She puts out our open house signs and helps deliver lockboxes, and she makes a mean chocolate-covered strawberry for my wine and cheese events. And then finally this year, we needed some testosterone on our team, so I hired that handsome man in the picture. That's my brother. Now I know you're thinking I shouldn't hire my brother, but it's working out great. He's awesome. He's our director of operations, and he's the one that's good on the computer, because I suck. He did these slides, by the way. Didn't he do a good job? And ladies, he's single, okay? And he's here with me today. So just saying, it'd be great if he could meet a nice girl here at the summit. A team always outperforms an individual. So I went from being pushed, tormented, and defeated to last year in 2015, our team earned 1.1 million GCI. Thank you. Five years after meeting Tom Ferry in his green tie and hiring a coach and putting in sweat equity to, to make this happen, I paid off the IRS. That's huge. <laughs> I paid off all my debt, including my car. I paid my mom back, and I even paid off her second mortgage so she could keep her home. 
Last year, I, I bought my own home, so now I live in my farm. <laughs> and I hired a bookkeeper. She comes once a month, she runs my payroll, and she takes my taxes right off the top. And the best part is this year, starting in January, 32% of every commission check gets taken off the top and goes into my savings. Part of it into my 401k for retirement and part of it into my freedom fund, which is for buying rental property. But my favorite part of everything, you remember that list that my coach had me make of all the qualities I wanted in a man? Well, I found him. And he has everything on the list and then some. All this, and I never moved in with my mom. <laughs> like you, in 2011, I was sitting here. And on day one, Tom made us do this exercise. And I have my book and my notes. Tom said to us, what is your dream? He said, it's five years from today, and I've achieved every one of my goals. What does it look like? Well, when I was getting ready for this talk, I found my book, and I got goosebumps when I read what I wrote five years ago. One, I wanted to be in a loving, committed relationship. Check. I wanted to be debt-free. Check. Now, these are dreams, right? I wanted to earn a million dollars a year. Check. <laughs> I wanted to own my own home. Check. Now, number five is the only one I haven't really accomplished. I wanted to start a family. But we're practicing. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> and the last thing I wanted was to live a balanced, fun life. Now, I'll be honest. I haven't really got the balanced part down yet, but I'm having more fun than I've ever had. So think about it. What's your dream? Where do you want to be five years from today? While you're here over the next few days, Tom is at, gonna dare you to dream. I challenge all of you, dream big. After all, the dream is free. The hustle is sold separately. Anything is possible. If I can do it with no money and no budget, so can you. Hey, it's Tom. If you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say repeatedly over and over again, we are living in the review economy. That's right, consumers are making decisions based upon reviews, specifically ones that were written in the last 90 days. With that said, I'm looking to grow my base. I'm looking to get this podcast into the minds of more amazing people just like you. You can help. Would you go to Apple Podcasts and write a review? That's Apple Podcasts and just write a review. Tell them what you think. Hey, one star, five stars, make up your own number of stars. Totally fine by me, but please, 
go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.